Hi guys. Okay. 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 So I have had this incredible series of synchronicities and God nods and correlations going on all day today. So I had to make a video and then just as I'm going to make a video, I get a text from a good friend of mine who's like, I need to talk. So I call her and we talk and again, more hits, more synchronicity even for me like it's fucking mind-blowing i love it i mean i just freaking love it when this happens right but first i just want to point out to you my chakras they're right behind me and notice how there's not a red okay notice how there's not a red on that and there's not a dark purple on the crown or a indigo ish type color right whatever it's supposed to be not the colors are not right <clears throat> which again correlates with synchronicities and hits that I've been having today and for the past three days because of the colors right colors are changed the colors are different um no I'm not going to suggest this is a Mandela thing though you know maybe it could be but that's not what I'm suggesting what I'm suggesting is infiltration on a deep level right like like I'm talking wolves in sheep's clothing, infiltration, misinformation, disinformation, misleading all of you who are thirsty and seeking the knowledge, seeking the truth to confuse you, right? To confuse you because already um, I had had a conversation with how I felt like the colors in the chakras were incorrect and um, Mr. Fanuzi that I did the interview with the other day actually agrees with me on that colors have vibration numbers have vibration um, geometry has vibrations that's why it's sacred geometry there are so many things that are very vitally important knowledge that has been hidden from us or misconstrued um, or disinformed misinformed intentionally to keep you from truly ascending which is the point of the video actually is that all of this has been perverted the perversion of the definition of ascension what does ascension mean ascension is soul growth right individual soul growth by learning to vibrate <clears throat> excuse me at a higher level than you were previously no different than going from first grade to second grade on up to 12th grade and graduate right ascension it's steps on a ladder it is essentially the stairway to heaven. That is exactly what ascension is, right? That stairway to heaven, Jacob's ladder, okay? But again, the message, much like Jesus's message, has been misconstrued, misled. You've been misinformed, disinformed, infiltrated on purpose by our spiritual community, even our UFO communities you have been misled on purpose because why because they want to change that time that time collapse timeline collapse that's due to happen we were down to two timelines as of 2012 and everybody knows it was funneling down to the one people know about looking glass yellow book black cube you know 
Alice, so on and so forth. You've <clears throat> done your homework. You've done your research. You're up to speed on that. For those of you that are not, um, please leave a comment below. I'd be glad to catch you up to speed. But those of you that do know, which is probably the majority of my viewing audience, they always saw the same thing, right? They always saw the Great Awakening. The awakening that I came here knowing we would coin that term for, right? They've always tried to find a way to stop it. They've always tried to find some way to thwart it, to slow it down, whatever they could do. And, you know, we have to at least give them props for their effort. Because at least they do put a lot of energy and effort into trying to manipulate things and trying to change the timeline. The reason that they will not succeed is the one key that the majority of you have not yet gotten and really crucially need to get. They are not creator beings. They can't change the timeline themselves. They can only try to manipulate you into doing so. We created this matrix that we are in. We did it unwillingly, unwittingly. We did it because we are the spark of God. We are the creators. We are the souls having a human experience. They are trapped souls because they're in a lower vibration and not even really human, most of them to be honest. They come from a different place in their heart, if you will. They come from a different place in their mentality. They come from a, a different place, right? So they can't create, but they can damn sure manipulate us and make us believe that they're in control. Make us believe we need to be afraid of things. Whatever it is, whether it's an asteroid that may hit the planet or monkeypox, among others. When you realize that you wear the same angelic crown as all of the angels and God, that's when we really get to work. And that is what I'm here to do, among others. There are others here. I'm not the only one. I'm not some messiah or guru. But I do still have my understanding and understanding and memory of why we are all here and why all of this is happening to us right now. So the reason for this video is really to talk about the infiltration. Um, I wanted to begin this video actually with my intent mantra. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to do this intent mantra. 
And then we're going to talk about the infiltration from a protected space, a powerful space, a confident space, okay? Because this is not fear porn. This is wisdom. This is truth bombs. We are real and we are creators. And you need to remember that so that you can take the knowledge that you learn from me or other places and do something with it. Okay? So, gonna put on my glasses. And I don't know if you noticed, but I had a, a little orb here next to me somewhere at the beginning of the video. I don't see it there now. But I did have like an orb, not really little actually, it was kind of large. But yeah, maybe rewind your video and take a look at that because when I first hit play, that's why I paused for a second because I was actually looking at the orb. Anyway, daily intent mantra. My mind is calm. I am connected to spirit. Spirit flows through me. I will release all anger, grief, and guilt. I will take time to listen to myself and my guides. I will remain calm and centered, even through chaos. I will allow spirit to flow through, flow through and guide me. I will project positive energy to the universe and receive its gifts in turn. I will increase my powers of healing and perception and I will use these powers to benefit myself and others. I will open myself up to love and prosperity. I will invite them into my life. My mind is calm. I am connected to spirit. Spirit flows through me. If any of you want that intent mantra, by the way, it's totally free to copy at my website. And I also have these cool little bookmarks that I made. If you're interested, they're like three bucks or something. They're really cheap if you want one. Um, so now on to my point. And that was, I didn't do that for a, like a spiel, really. I did that to because I want you to be centered, okay? Uh, a little bit of what I'm going to talk about is kind of heavy. But I don't want you to feel the fear of it. I want you to actually walk away from this video feeling empowered. Because you can do something about it. All this chaos that's coming at you, it's intentional. To keep you from growing. To keep you from becoming who you came here to be. Because you already are. You already are that soul. You just forgot. Okay, so first, I want to talk about information overload and negative frequencies and discernment. There are a ton of people, and I mean tons of people, in the spiritual community right now who are freaking wolves in sheep's clothing, one, or they've been infiltrated by the dark side. They have the devil in their details, right? Either they were promised more viewers or lots of money or whatever, you know, 
and so they got swayed to go to that side. I'm not judging. I'm not judging anyone. It was their mission to do that, in my opinion. It was their intent to be that person that led, tried to lead you astray in this lesson that we need to learn in awakening, in, enlighten, in enlightenment, okay? So they're playing their role. So we can't vilify them or hate them or whatever. We can still hold space for them. We can still send them love and light. We can still respect them and appreciate them for the little bit of truth that they did give us that resonated properly with us. But it's time to wake up and realize that a lot of the people, and I mean all of you that I speak to, are following the same circle of people like a regurgitated recyclable of people, the same people that are misleading you, that claim to be trying to give you your power back, but what are they really doing to do that? And how much are they charging you to do that? What products do they have for sale? Now, I'm not trying to put down making any kind of money. I'm not trying to make people feel less than if they have a product to sell. I have products to sell. I have services to offer that have a fee on them. But if you can't pay that fee and you want that class or that service, we'll figure out some way for you to get that, even if that ends up being for free. That's a true story. Because I'm not in this for the money. Yeah, we all do something for a purpose. My purpose is to truly hand you the keys to take your shackles off. That's my purpose. Why? Why would I do that? Because if you're free and you can take back your power and I have the freaking tools to teach you of how to do that, why wouldn't I want to do that? To make this world better. To end the chaos. To take back our control and tell all of them this is ours. Right? This is our land. We are the meek. And it's time for us to inherit our earth. I'll say it again. I'm here to finish Jesus' message. And he did not say, I come here to turn the other cheek. He said, I came here with a mighty sword. And it's okay for you to stand up and fight with passion and love in your heart for what you know is right and what you know is clearly wrong. We are not supposed to sit back and be passive and wait for some savior or some cavalry or some president to save us. And yes, I love our dear president that should be in office just as much as the rest of you. He's a good man. And he was a catalyst for this move, movement that we call the Great Awakening. He has my utmost respect and support, as does his family and all of the people that are helping him in this cause, helping us in this cause worldwide. 
but you have to do something too. Because we are the heroes of this story, not Trump, not the military, not a second coming. We are the heroes of this story. Take back your power. Learn how to use it and wield it. And we win. Victoriously, we win. I mean, we're going to win anyway, right? But how much do you want to win? Do you want to? It's like having a fireworks party, right? I used this analogy earlier, actually, with um, someone I was speaking with. If you're going to have a fireworks show, do you want like a little mundane fireworks show? Or do you want the whole big shebang with this fantastic finale, right? And no two are ever going to be the same. So, and that was another another thing that came to me today was, you know, if if God's in control of all of this and we're all a piece of God having the experience, isn't he sick of all this yet? Well, hell no, he ain't sick of it. Heaven, no. <laughs> heavens no he's not sick of it because no two events are ever the same the outcome the finale is always exciting the impending you know seeing how it turns out stuff is really exciting shit and you know this comes around like what ever I forget 11,000 years 26,000 years some crazy big number like that you know we have four cycles in one um, age, and this is supposed to be our, our time of the, the golden age, the age of Aquarius, you know, the big embracing who we are, and it's up to you and me and people like us. How much work and effort do we want to put into it? Do we want it to be the mundane finale? Or do we want it to be the great big fucking shebang? Right? And I don't know about you, but I love fireworks. The bigger the better. The longer the better. That's why this is going on so long. It's impending. You know? Can't you hear that intense suspense music at the end of the movie? That just keeps playing? And we haven't gotten to the ending yet. We feel like we're on the cliffhanger, you know, we don't know the outcome yet. It's unsteady. It's unsure. It's because of all of this misinformation that you're overloading yourself with. So use your discernment. How do you do that? Listen in here, not in here. Yeah, their words can sound great. Their words can sound like they're right on track with what you're talking about. Listen to the vibration in their words. Pay attention to the vibration of their body. Right? We all can read energy if we just tune into it. So is it really resonating? Or are you just telling yourself it's resonating? Because it's what you think it's supposed to sound like. What is spirituality? Spirituality is embracing the very simple fact that you're a spiritual being having a human experience. No different than a dog is a spiritual being having a dog experience. A horse 
is a spiritual being having the horse's experience. The eagle, right? The raven, the owl, the coyote, the raccoon, the lemur, all of them, you know? All of them are equally spiritual to us. Being spiritual is knowing that. Being spiritual is being grounded in that. Communing with nature, respecting nature, not taking more than you need, always giving back when you can. Don't waste. Use everything you can. Respect it and thank it, even if you take its life. It's not about being a goody two-shoes. It's not about being Pollyanna. It's not a religion. It's not about being saintly. We're not perfect. It's a learning experience of soul growth, which is what ascension is. Ascension is the growth of the soul, where you've learned the lesson and you can move on from it to a new lesson. And sometimes when you think you've learned the lesson and you think you should be able to move on, that's ego talking. But really your higher self is testing you. Did you really learn this lesson? Did you really learn? Do you understand? Because maybe you don't. If you're still repeating the lesson, granted in various forms, but if you're still repeating the lesson, you haven't gotten it yet. You haven't learned everything there is to learn from it. And that's not a bad thing, right? That's not a bad thing. The more you can look at it, the harder you can look at it, the deeper you can dig and research into it, which was the whole point, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> that was the whole point of you learning how to do digs and how to research and think for yourself so that you can do the same thing with your soul growth and your lessons. You dig me? You following me? Are you picking up what I'm throwing down? <laughs> okay. Moving on. So we need to use discernment. We need to really pay attention to the vibrations of the words and the actions and the body language of the people that we're watching or following or listening to or trying to learn from, right? Are they asking stupid amounts of money? If they are, maybe they're not really in it for humanity's sake, right? Consider that. If they're charging crazy amounts of money for information, for powerful tools, for ascension, aren't they the wolves in sheep's clothing that are trying to capitalize on the Great Awakening? Now, yes, I have price tags on things at my website. I sure do. There's a reason for that. It's twofold. Much like everything else, there's multiple layers or mirrors. One, I had people that would take advantage of me and my energy and my good heart if it was free. 
and they would take and take and take from me until I was all taken out, right? So I had to put the kibosh on that because my energy levels had depleted. I didn't expect it. I, I really went into this very naively, thinking that I could offer my knowledge for free and that everyone would just be grateful for that and respect it. But that wasn't the case. And then there were the other people who, because there was no price on it, didn't really value it for them or me and my time and energy. They wouldn't show up for classes. They wouldn't show up for sessions. They didn't want to participate and do the work. They wanted me to do it for them. I'm not here to be your Messiah just because I can raise the dead. I'm here to teach you how to do it too so that you can be empowered like me so that you can walk in your life the same way I walk. When you understand that you created the matrix, then you understand how to undo it or recreate it. That's what I want you to learn. Do I value my information? Oh yeah. I think it's the most valuable information you're ever going to learn. I'm not going to put a price tag on it. I'm not going to make it inaccessible or unattainable just because you don't have the money. Not at all. Yes, my time is valuable. My energy is valuable to me. I know how to love myself. I know clear boundaries. And that's what I teach to people. Clear boundaries. Self-love. Self-worth. Know thyself. Know your power. That's how you know your worth. I am invaluable in my wealth of knowledge. Absolutely. Does the world know that? No. But they will soon. Because the more of you that tune in to me and learn from me, the more powerful we come together. Because there's power in numbers, right? Double meanings. The numbers have power. And there's power in numbers. And together, collectively, we could do big things. Big league things. So much so that if an asteroid was impending penetration of our planet, we could all focus on it and move it and shield our planet. If there's a drought, we could change it. If there was poverty, we can change it. We're powerful. We can make water into wine. We can multiply the bread and the fish. We can raise the dead. Matter of fact, that brings me to my next topic, near-death experiences. This is evidence of exactly what I'm saying here. People that have near-death experiences. What a clever term to put on it. Near-death experience. No, the bottom line is, if you listen to those stories, those people died. They died. 
they went to the light they spoke to their people their people said no you can't come yet you have to go back no no I don't want to come back I want to stay they were convinced to come back convinced it was a choice they chose to come back they chose to go back down that tunnel of light and back into that vessel they call a body that avatar and bring it back to life they've resurrected their self but God forbid we should know that as a society and understand it that we have the power to do that huh. interesting see how they just took your power away by withholding the knowledge and changing the term near-death experience no it's a resurrection plain and simple but if they told you that their biblical narratives wouldn't stick so good anymore not that I'm saying Jesus wasn't capable but Jesus was not trying to make a religion out of what he was saying they had to make him a martyr and make him make a religion out of what he was saying to blur the lines between the people that were listening to him and the people that weren't find a happy medium right let's confuse the masses to control them let's manipulate them but there always has to be an ounce of truth in everything they tell you and if you have the eyes to hear and the ears to see and yes I said that intentionally that way then you can decipher and you can read between the lines and you can find that grain of salt truth in all of it which is another interesting topic grain of salt why do they call it a grain of salt truth because what is salt salt is protection right Sight, salt deflects evil negative bad salt is protection and there are laws universal laws with clauses in them that yes you can tempt and you can manipulate right that's the whole devil narrative in the Christian religion to be the deceiver trickster that the Native Americans speak of there has to be that grain of salt truth <clears throat> that's your little safety um, your fault switch right your default safety switch in every lie they spin that must be there that component must be there so that if you are a seeker if you're a truth seeker if you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear or vice versa and some of you know what I mean by that then you can delineate that grain of truth from the bullshit because we all have a built-in bullshit radar just like we all have a built-in truth radar 
<clears throat> you just have to listen to it. You are a walking, talking, breathing, biological antenna with a receiver and a transmitter. You can read energy just as well as I do. If you would only open up your mind and learn how. And if you go to my website, I am offering different types of sessions and courses to help get you on track. And again, that's not a plug for money. Because if you don't have the money, all you got to do is talk to me. If you can't pay all of it at once, we have deferred payment plans. We have pay, pay, we have pay plans where you can start now and pay later. You know, pay it in increments. I have worked out every type of um, means of you being able to do this. And, you know, certainly if you could pay more than the meager amounts that I do ask for these different tools and courses and workshops, um, that's very greatly appreciated as well. Donations are always welcome. Um, I literally put everything that I earn back into the website to keep it going because this is my mission that I've always, always been here in this lifetime to fulfill. And one way or another, I'm going to fulfill it. I can't stop what's coming. And we've only just begun. The best is yet to come. So moving on. Um, I want you to really think about near-death experiences and, and flip your perspective, your perspective on that and realize that that's really, truly resurrection in its purest form. That's exactly what that is. Everyone who has come back from seeing that light, you resurrected yourself. You just weren't given permission to take any claim or credit for it. And you didn't know your own self-worth. And you didn't know your, yourself enough to love yourself enough to say, I did this, even if you knew consciously you did it, but you kept your mouth shut about it. And that's what I want to change. We have to start with truly loving ourselves again. So you've got to, you've got to learn self-worth. You have got to learn clear boundaries. And you have to understand <clears throat> that it's okay to be mad. And it's okay to feel betrayed. And it's okay to not want to be around those people again. Or in those situations again. That's okay. You know? Do you harbor it? Do you wish them ill will? No, of course not. Um, but if you understand the laws of karma, then you can easily let that go and, and thank them for their lesson for you, right? And move away from that space, knowing that it was their role to play, to teach you this particular lesson. And that if they did anything out of malice and ill will themselves, that karma is going to take care of it because that is how that shit works. Like period, you know, I hate to see bad things happen to people. But, um, for their karma, you know, but they, but they asked for it inevitably. Now, yes, you can easily say, okay, what's the difference between 
these bad things happening to me because it's a lesson in karma, right? Well, they kind of go hand in hand, honestly. Um, we agreed when we came here to what kind of shit we would deal with. On some level, we agreed to it. Um, and yeah, some really bad things have happened to us and they hurt a lot, you know, emotionally or physically or both. They hurt a lot. They were really, really hard lessons. And I'm, I'm sorry that that's the way it had to be for all of us that are starseeds or light workers or volunteers or however you want to look at that. Um, but we actually agreed to that on some level because we felt like at that time that we're strong enough to deal with it. Whatever comes at it, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've already, like our vibrations up here, people on earth is down there. Like we can deal with any of this, right? Throw it at us, bring it, bring it on, right? We were like, bring on your best shit. We've got this. But the thing that we weren't realizing is just how ugly the people on that lower vibration of earth can be, right? We forgot that word because we hadn't been here for a minute to experience it. We kind of forgot. And so we really didn't realize what we were setting ourselves up for, even though we set ourselves up for it. Do you feel me? And so I'm sorry that that had to be our common theme, but it is what unites us. It is what kept us going and made us stronger and made us thirst for the knowledge more. <coughs> made us really want to seek the truths. And now you're seeking them and you're finding them, right? And you're finding these people that you shouldn't necessarily follow that are misleading and misguiding. But a lot of you are waking up to that too. A lot of you are actually realizing that at this particular time. And just really since the uh, um, full blood moon eclipse, uh, lunar eclipse, it's like everybody's perspective has shifted some. And yeah, that was a really heavy, intense time. Everybody's energy was really icky and they were, and they were really having a hard time getting through it and stuff. But again, like once you got through that and maybe it's still kind of, you know, trying to level out, you're still sort of in it. But you're seeing things a little differently now. You're starting to really see these other people for who they are. You're waking up more. And you're going to continue to wake up. You're going to continue to be enlightened. You're going to continue to ascend. And you're not going anywhere to do that. We don't leave this plane of existence and go somewhere else when we ascend in this manner that I speak of. Yes, your soul will go somewhere else when the body dies. No, there's no fleet of ships or second coming or new planet being brought over to be created that we're all just going to pop over to. That's not happening. That's not the way this is. We stick with it. We dig our heels into the trenches and we fight for our countries, our cities, our land that's planet earth and each other because they are trying to steal the souls they are trying to control creation we created the matrix 
we can recreate it. We just have to know that. No different than God put every plant on this planet that we could possibly imagine for every ailment that we could possibly imagine happening to us or other animals. Everything has already been provided. We just have to be intelligent enough to seek out the knowledge and the wisdom of what each plant is good for, which I also am very well versed in. For 30 years, I've been practicing holistic medicines and learning really, truly what each one can do to us, benefits and harms alike. So it's much like that, you know, we just have to be smart enough to know what each thing is for, whether it's herbs or people that are teaching us or whatever, right? And I can, I can teach you who you are. I can teach you how to tap into your higher powers, your sixth sense. But it's up to you to do the work. It's up to you to do the inner research to find that truth within you so that you can be confident because walking in faith is walking in confidence. And in order to properly create and manifest, you have to have zero doubt. Just as God very clearly told me the day that I raised my child back from the dead. Zero doubt. You know what to do. You've already practiced it. But you have to have zero doubt. Most valuable lesson I could have ever learned. Because it's the most valuable lesson I need to teach you. And we all teach what we most needed to learn. And that lesson will repeat in various forms for various levels of learning. It will repeat because it's what you most need to learn. Okay. So now I want to move on to biblical lifespans versus modern day medicine lifespans. Okay. So we're told now in our current timeline that the only reason people can live to be between average ages of 65 to 80 is because of modern medicine. Right. Yet in the biblical days, before modern medicine was ever a word, they lived to 600, 800, 900 years old. Right. And again, another uh, correlation. I had planned on having this conversation for my video and actually ended up in a conversation earlier today saying very similar things. Abraham in the Bible and his wife were 900 years old when they had their firstborn. 900. 
God and the elders came to visit Abraham and spoke to him outside the home near a tree. Is how the story goes. And he was 900 years old. It says this so very clearly in that scripture because when Abraham relayed to his wife, her name escapes me. I feel like it was Sarah, but I'm not sure that that's right. Rachel, Sarah, something like that. Anyway, when he relayed to her what God and the elders told him that they were to have a child, she scoffed at it and said, dear man, I'm 900 years old, kind of an attitude, right? <laughs> like, that's not even possible. I'm 900, right? She's like, you're crazy. I'm not having that baby. That's not happening. And then lo and behold, that happened. Yeah. If that's not an immaculate conception, I don't know what is. But that happened. And then, you know, there's the whole story with where his faith was tested. And I don't agree with all of that, you know, being willing to give his son as a sacrifice shit, the sacrificial lamb stuff. I don't like that story at all. It does not vibrate with me as what our true creator would do. Right? Not in that sense. I think that was manipulation. That was infiltration, in my opinion. And maybe it didn't even really go down that way in real life. Right? Maybe they just put that into the passages to control you. Future generations. Rather than you being empowered by the fact that Abraham and his wife were 900 freaking years old when they had their first kid. Because how does that happen? I'll tell you how that happens. Abraham knew who he is. He know he would he had known thyself. He knew his full worth. He knew his full ability. And if you know your full ability, not only can you live to be 900 because of your thought and your emotion and your will, you can do it very well and very healthily. So healthily that you could have a baby at the age of 900. Okay, let that soak in for a minute. I'll pause and have a drink. My throat's getting a little dry. But yeah, I mean, that's like a testament of our true, beautiful gift of our ability. But rather than put emphasis on that, they'll go on with that story to tell you the sacrificial lamb part, right? It falls right into that very nicely. You know, segues right in with the fear porn part. Takes your mind away from, wait a minute, they were 900? Because there had to be that grain of truth. Think. Think for yourself. What am I telling you here? What are the implications of what I'm telling you? That you could live to be 900? You could raise yourself back from the dead because we already do it every day. It's not just some shit that I'm spewing out of my mouth. There's near-death experiences recorded all over this planet. 
There's reincarnation stories all over this planet. What I'm telling you is real, tangible, easily accessible within yourself. All you have to do is believe with zero doubt that the possibility is within you and that I can teach you how to make that possibility a reality. And we can recreate this matrix together because we were never really trapped. There's no bubble that keeps us from leaving. All that's bullshit. All that stratosphere bubble, we're in a dome, we can't really get out. That's bullshit. It's fear porn to make you feel helpless, controlled, and like puppets on a string. All of it's fucking bullshit. Right? There's no new earth that we're going to. There's no other planet we're going to. There's no fleet of ships. There's no second coming. There's no flat earth. All of this is a bunch of bullshit to keep you confused. If you will just pay attention and remember what you have learned in the past six years of how to research, how to think for yourself, how to use true discernment, you could figure out that this whole shit show that's playing out in front of us is all an act in a scene in a movie. Okay? You want to know how the movie ends? You get to decide. Do you say we have no control? Give up your free will? Or do you learn how to use your free will to wield change? And I mean wield it. Thought is faster than the speed of light. If you put the right alchemy together, which is the true holy grail, the true philosopher's stone, emotion, intent, focus. Gotta have a destination point. Got to have clear intentions, clear outcomes, and the real emotional need pushing all of that thought creation into motion. It is the true definition of MC, E equals MC squared. It's the true definition of it. It's the Philosopher's Stone. It's the alchemical process of turning lead that's heavy and weighs you down into gold which gleams in the light. It's really that simple. Okay, so let me look over my notes and make sure I'm... Oh, I want to talk about using your shields how to create them and use them. 
because several people are being psychically attacked. And I don't say that for fear porn. I say that because you need to learn how to use your weapons. Okay? And you begin with saying an affirmation. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Say it with confidence. Say it with commandment. And say it with zero doubt. And it shall be so. Because we do spell cast everything. Because everything is vibration. Words, numbers, color, everything. Material objects vibrate. Everything is vibration. Vibration is the universal language. Period. So, that's the first thing. The second thing is to use your shields. Put your shields up. Put on your armor of God. What does that mean? That means see that membrane bubble of protection around your person, around your home, your property, your vehicles, your workplace, your uh, entertainment spaces, everywhere you go. Bring that shield with you. Walk within that shield of protection, knowing that your intention is that no harm can come to me because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It can't because you've already deemed it so. And as long as you do that, zero doubt, it's the most effective thing you can do. Absolute most effective form of defense from all of the psychic attacks, all of the curses, all of the spells, all of the hexes, all of the ill thoughts, whatever. It's the most effective thing you can do. So take back your power. Take back your choices. Take back your free will. And I just want to like interject here. Okay, let me finish my thought first on that and then I'll interject. So take back your power. Take back your choices. Take back your free will from how you view the world and the experiences that you have in it. From your own health and well-being to how you view the world as at large, right? The perspective you view on the world. And I'm not talking about Pollyanna bullshit where you think everything's honky-dory and puppy dogs and bunny tails and rainbows and stuff, right? And uniforms, whatever. And I love uniforms, so no, no disrespect for any of that. I love all those things. But uh, I want you to take back your power in, in your free will and your choice in the sense that you really fully understand that it is your choice, okay? And so for an example, I'm going to, again, coincidences and synchronicities. I had this conversation earlier. I'm going to give you an example of my own personal experiences because my personal experiences were necessary in order for me to be the best teacher. Why? Because what? We teach best what we most needed to learn. 
And my mission is to be the teacher, be the way shower, be the lighthouse. Okay. So I had to do these experiences personally and learn from them intimately, deeply dig into them and learn from them in order to properly teach you. All right. So on my path, it's 2009. All kinds of crazy shit had happened in my life. All kinds of crazy shit. I mean, like, my house was ransacked, my hard drive stolen, you know, house was tossed, phone was tapped, all kinds of things that went on um, for various other reasons, for, for some stuff I was involved with, with a, um, a research project. And um, then on top of that, I ended up pregnant unexpectedly and then had a miscarriage unexpectedly and was literally laying in the hospital bleeding to death. The hospital I went to did not have a doctor regularly there. They had doctors that were on call and so they were waiting to find one that was an OBGYN that could come in to help me. For three and a half hours I laid there bleeding to death with blood clots coming out of me the size of my kidneys flying out of my body and slapping the wall and the, the nurse is coming in and bringing bedpans to pick up my blood clots they were as big as the bedpans I'm not kidding and all the while they're they're just like first of all they've never seen blood clots that size they were just like Jesus I don't even know this poor woman I don't even know what's going on but I was like, I already knew who I was, right? So I was already saying my blood needs to clot. This bleeding needs to stop or I'm going to die. I mean, that's going to be the inevitable. Uh, clearly, my baby was already dying. Um, and I, I couldn't necessarily change that in the moment because I already had other children. So I was really honestly more focused on my own survival at that moment. Um, I was quite scared for the amount of blood I was losing. So, yes, I could have changed things. And in hindsight, you know, I've learned more. And if that were to happen to me today, I would most definitely save myself and the child. But at the time, I didn't have that level of knowledge and awareness. So this was part of my lesson as well. But that's not the point of what I'm saying. The point here is I was already, I had the wherewithal to be like trying to make my blood clot trying to make the blood st stop coming, you know, stop the bleeding. Um, and then suddenly, and, and again, I laid there for three and a half hours doing this and I hadn't had anything to eat that day and I'm hypoglycemic. So that makes me very lethargic anyway, to be in that state of mind. Um, almost, I'm almost like borderline looks look, look like I'm going to have a stroke if my blood sugar bottoms out. Uh, so it's really dangerous for me to do that and I typically eat every two to three hours something some kind of small meal to keep that from happening but this particular day that the miscarriage had began uh, it happened early in the morning and and literally this was late in the evening when I was there at the hospital and I had not eaten all day long so already my blood sugar was weak my faculties weren't working well my brain wasn't really working well but I had enough wherewithal to know I needed to stop this bleeding somehow. And I, I literally had looked right at my husband at the time, uh, seconds before 
this happened to me. I looked at him and I said, don't, and I'd said it like a hundred times in my head before I could get it out of my mouth. Don't let them let me lay here and die. That's what I said to him. Because nobody had really come in the room to do anything to help me. And, um, I mean, they didn't even have me hooked up to a monitor, like a blood pressure and heart monitor kind of thing, or an IV or anything like that. They were literally letting me lay there and bleed to death until a doctor told them what to do. Okay. And, um, and I, and I was praying to God, you know, please send someone that knows what the hell they're doing. Don't let some butcher come to this podunk hospital and kill me. Right. So literally I said to him, don't let, don't let them let me lay here and die. And I no sooner than got that out of my mouth. And I felt this wave hit me from my feet all the way up my body to my head. This wave of energy change happened. And I said, oh, that's not good. And um, my, I was, my eyes rolled back in my head, my husband said. <clears throat> and he yells, hey. And I think someone was already standing on the other side of my curtain anyway with a crash cart. Because I had heard them come with a crash cart earlier. And set it there in case they needed it. Which wasn't very reassuring for me. But anyway, um, they come in with the crash cart. And they flipped my bed, you know, where my feet were elevated up in the air. And they hooked me up to the monitors and stuff. And I'm still very conscious of what's happening. I mean, I was aware of everything going on in this room. I could see it all. Um, and I look at this monitor and my blood pressure is at zero. And my heartbeat is barely beating. You know, they're just like standing there. They're hooking an IV in me. But they're literally standing there waiting for me to flatline so that they can charge me. That's what they were waiting for. And I looked at this machine and I said to myself, oh, my blood pressure's at zero. That's what that feeling was. So I'm like, okay, I need my blood pressure back up. And boom, that fast, my blood pressure jumped way up to like 187 over 90 something. And they're like, oh my God, oh my God. So then they put my feet back down where I'm level again, you know, and um, it balances out. And the, the one nurse that was shoving the... Um, IV needle into my hand. She said, honey, do you have problems with your blood pressure? And I said, no. And she just looked at me like, what the hell just happened then? And I smiled at her and I said, sorry, I didn't mean to give it so much juice, but with my feet up in the air, you know, and she's just like, what? <laughs> like she totally didn't understand. She totally did not get it. And, my, and I just want to say also that um, my blood pressure leveled out to 111 over 72 and on an average that is what my blood pressure will be if you take my blood pressure 111 over 72 almost every time like almost every time and um and my body temperature is much lower than normal people too i'm not normal but anyway um yeah i mean i like leveled out and miraculously within minutes um, a helicopter brought a whole team of people to work on me and they rushed me straight into surgery and fixed me and, you know, I refused the blood transfusion. Uh, so they kept me overnight and monitored my hemoglobin and by morning my hemoglobin had tripled and uh, it was literally at three when they tested it that night after surgery, my hemoglobin level was three. So I literally had almost bled to death, right? I literally had almost bled to death. 
and um, by morning I had tripled and so they're like well okay yeah you're you're climbing real good like they took it twice and by morning it was at 9 and then again uh, at 11 o'clock when they tested it, it was already at 12 and so they went ahead and let me go home because that was pretty good and they didn't they couldn't explain it and uh, even the OBGYN and her team that was flown in from another county and I don't even know how that happened uh, other than you know miracles of God and, and I set out the right request to you know please send me good doctors good people that know what they're doing and um, even she didn't want to take credit for any of it she's like I you know I just showed up in time to clean up the mess but I didn't really fix none of, I didn't change anything about you that must have been you and I'm like well, yeah that was me and, and she and I actually became very good friends um, because she was very interested in what I had done and I was very transparent about it and told her and um, that made her rethink her career and she went on to doing bigger and better things interestingly enough than just your typical OBGYN that's another story and I'm very happy that I was uh, able to meet her and she helped me save my life and all but the point here is that we are very powerful and that if we understand that and we take back control of everything in our choices and our free will that even a situation where you're in a hospital and you're thinking to yourself that you're at the mercy of whatever your body is doing in that moment and whoever's around you that could help to save you if you truly believe that then you've given up your free will that was your choice your choice was to surrender your free will but if you know that you have the choice to not give up and whether that's by just having sheer strong will or actually obtaining the knowledge to know the difference between giving in or fighting and that you have the power to fight doesn't matter it's still the same outcome it's still that choice that you're gonna live that choice that you're gonna survive you know so my message here is don't be afraid of the doctors don't be afraid of the hospitals if you have to go walk in there on faith and confidence that whatever they could do to harm you will not harm you because no weapon formed against you will prosper because you know who you are you know your worth you have a newfound love of self a newfound respect of self and no you're not going to get instant gratification from being able to use it all at once it's going to come to you when it's time for you to learn each increment right each level of school so don't beat yourself up don't be angry with yourself don't look down on yourself be patient with yourself be loving be understanding be compassionate just the way you would for someone else because when we look at other people who are learning and growing we don't rush them we don't fault them if they falter we don't fault them if they have an accident or they mess up or they can't figure it out just yet we're patient we're nurturing 
we're compassionate, we're forgiving, we're loving, we're understanding, we're encouraging for others. And you deserve that too. You're a good person. You're a good soul. Be a good soul for yourself as well as others. You deserve it. And you're capable of it. And you have complete permission and blessings from God to be so. It's not wrong to love yourself. We were just never taught to. We were taught to love others. We were taught service to others. Never service to self. Never self-love or self-confidence. That was always considered ego. Selfishness. That doesn't have to be that way. It's all about the perspective. So shift your perspective on it. Okay, so I want to um, close with reading something to you that um, I wrote earlier for this video. Um, but I want to reiterate real quick that Ascension It's uncomfortable sometimes. Sometimes it downright sucks. Sometimes it's painful. But just like with anything that we strive for in this life, we've if we've put in the effort to get somewhere, and sometimes we falter or we fail, or we find obstacles or challenges or pain in our face, doesn't that make the victory even that more sweet and isn't that really what it's all about when we do truly win isn't it about knowing that it was worth it to go through all the shit you went through to get to that end game right that victory so every time you join me on this journey of enlightenment and you tune in to my channel or to others and we understand our like-minded unity even though it doesn't look like it on the board our chess pieces are advancing we are making our moves even if it's just one step at a time in a forward motion so I want you to remember that because every time we collectively gather, it makes a difference. And Jesus said, where one or more gather in his name, right? Like, remember that. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And there is power in numbers. So I'm going to close with saying this. On this journey, we are all here to awaken our inner truths. We walk the same path. 
yet no two stories are ever the same. We are connected as one through our collective consciousness. Although every single sacred soul is individually beautifully unique. I deeply honor your soul energy. This path is challenging, but you've been put here at this very moment in time because of your courage and your strength and your confidence in that. And it's all for the greater good of humanity and our most precious Mother Earth. Ascension means changing us so that we can then in turn change the future timeline. One where our children and our children's children not only hold the tools of how to continue being beautiful co-creators, but one where they will know a world of harmony and true balance. <clears throat> we pave the way for all here on this earth, for all of creation of life. And it truly is a very special and interesting time to be alive that I am very grateful to be a part of. With all our intentions set together for love, respect, peace, harmony, balance, and equality, good will prevail. And I want to say Thank you. Thank you. I am truly grateful to you for being a part of the greatest story of truth and unity that will be told by future generations for eons to come. Thank you. From my soul to yours, I am you and you are me. Love and many blessings to all of you. Namaste. I'll see you soon.